following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. critical of other dog owners when you see like how they treat their dogs out in public whether they you think they're like doing stuff the wrong way like uh, like you look at people like you don't know what you're doing yeah i mean <clears throat> i don't do it all the time but yes in certain instances sure somebody walked by our house right before i came over because i had the dog out and my dog's going nuts anytime somebody walks by uh, she's very protective of the property, and they had a dog. The leash was about maybe three three feet long, and they were almost holding the front of the dog off the ground like its front paws were just like yeah. barely scraping, and its tongue was sticking out like oh, it was just being... choking the shit out of itself. Yeah. Meanwhile, the guy's just on on his phone with his AirPods and stuff like, that. and I'm like, what? Where did you get your training? Yeah. How good. how do you think that this is like I because I, I am I am an animal person I love my dog you love your dog sure do I, I, my favorite I guess it's nothing that it's nothing critical but it always just makes me laugh is when I see the woman with like three dogs trying to like fast walk with the dogs and the dogs are just all over the like why are you even trying to do this like. Just, just get a fenced-in yard and call it a day. Right. Like, just let them all do their thing and just watch them. Yeah. Yeah. So I go down East Milwaukee Street sometimes in the in the middle of the night when I go to work, and there's a guy that's walking, and I don't know what the city limit is now. I think it's like a combined three dogs, cats per house. Okay. I, I, I honestly don't know. There's a guy that's wearing like one of those night miner helmets okay. type of thing. Yeah. He's walking five dogs. Oh, wow. At three thirty in the morning, down near where the old Century was, that's like out of a my family. That's like video. out of a rom com, right? Yeah, it certainly seemed like I want to stop and be like, "What's what? Like, what's the story?" Don't stop, because then that would be like what your meet cute with the guy. <laughs> you can't make me laugh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna cough too much. All right, trying yeah. to get my voice back here. I'm glad I could come and actually do this. It's, it's been about a week for this stuff. I can't decide whether I got sick on the flight or it's my kids that have been sick from school for the last couple of weeks. As long as it's no COVID, no, everybody's I, happy. Immediately, You've never been more happy to just have a cold, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, that stuff's going through another round at work and, I mean, all that. So I am didn't have a whole lot to do other than watch sports. I watched so much college football on Saturday. I had to... Um, kind of spaced myself out on Sunday with the Packer game. I watched a little bit of the Bears and the Vikings, and I had to travel over to Evansville to uh, to get the ladies. They came back from from Minnesota, but watched so much college football, and I waited around all day for that Badger game. And I I kind of knew what was going to happen, but I stuck around for it anyway. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. I stuck around for about seven minutes. Did you really turn I, it off after you texted me? Yeah, I just started doing other stuff. And then every time I turned it back, the score changed. It was worse. And it was not in the Badgers' no. favor. So so bad. We'll, 
We'll get to that. We got a couple of weeks of uh, NFL stuff to catch up on, so apologize for missing last week. We'll we'll talk some Badgers. We'll do baseball. Brewers start their nine games. Last nine games are yeah. all at home. That starts tonight, and then the Bucks decided to hold media day on an NFL Sunday. Yeah, weird. I don't know. That's what I thought. Very weird. I didn't even know it was happening. Like they didn't no. really. I thought it was Monday. I had. No I was idea just scrolling was... on Twitter, and they started posting quotes, yeah. and I'm like, "What's happening?" Same here. So they they started practice on Monday, and their first preseason games on. Um, well, I on, think on they Saturday. I think they got a little bit of a head start because Golden State got a little bit of a head start too, because um, they're playing overseas somewhere. I don't remember. So are the Bucks, and the Bucks are playing in Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. So I was really looking forward to having those games broadcast on CLO, and they're not carrying. Them. Bobby Portis did say before uh, he had never heard of Abu Dhabi before. Never. I'm heard like, of wait, it. I'm like, wait, what? Come on. He's like, I ain't never heard of Abu Dhabi before this. And I'm like, and nobody followed up with him when he said it. I'm like, what? Don't, don't you have to? I'm not even in that business, and I know enough to do that. He's like, wait a minute. Ask a follow. He just says that. Like, you they, never heard anybody in, like, a cartoon? Like, say, I mean, Abu Dhabi's just, like, a funny word right. to say. But haven't you at least heard of it just in passing or yeah, it's somehow? Like a, it's, a, it's a rich place. Yes. They got buku bucks. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of funny. Yep, that's where the Bucks. And they're headed there, what, next week, Yeah, I think? They play one Thir- game. Thursday and Saturday. Yep. They play one game, I think, on the first, and then they're over there for a week. Gotcha. So. All right. So we'll get to that. We'll start with the NFL. Let's go all the way back to Packers-Bears, which I don't remember. The few <laughs> things that I remember uh, is Green Bay won. They ran the ball well, and the offensive line looked like shit. That's basically all I took from it. I didn't think the defense was... Uh, particularly dominant, uh, but it was enough to to get the job done after a really stinky opening week against Minnesota. So bounce back win, you're one and one in the division, and that's fine. Let's move on. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't build it up as the whole rivalry against the Bears like people like to do, but to no. me, it's just looked better than you did the week before, and I'm fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, there's a certain kind of fan that that's a big deal to be able to talk shit to about beating a bad Bears team. Okay, um, I, 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 I don't think, get that. I think what was more interesting than that was um, just the performance of the individual teams. I thought the Packers um, were pretty good offensively in the first half. Um, Rodgers was really picking on the rookie DBs for the Bears. He was really going at Gordon especially um, on a lot of uh, slants and kind of misdirections and just some tricky stuff that, that Rodgers was doing. He baited him. Um, he baited him bad on a, on a play action. I remember uh, in the second quarter that they had a big play on. Um, so that I, I just you know those were the kind of things that I was really more interested. in. I had no illusions that the Bears were going to go in and win that game. Um, you're not beating the Packers on a Sunday night in Lambeau. It's not going right. to happen. The NFL ain't letting that, that happen. Um, but I thought the Bears' run game was impressive. I think the Packers were also being ahead as much as they were fine with it. Um, they were going to bend, not break, if you will. So, you know, I didn't take a ton from that, but it was nice to see. The most glaring thing to me with the Bears coming out of that game, and really you can even talk about it in this week. I was just going to say game, you can apply it to this week. There just seems to be a, a lack of trust in fields throwing the football. Downfield. Downfield, really, at all. And it's it's interesting because, you know, he was like, I think he was the most accurate quarterback in college football history. Okay. I'm pretty sure. 
If not, he's like right at the top. So you would say, well, God, why wouldn't you throw the ball more with somebody that's that accurate? And I was thinking about it. It's like, well, I mean, he's throwing to a bunch of guys who are wide open because they're getting guarded by yeah, the, guys from Purdue and the Northwestern. Level disparity when you're at Ohio State's a little bit sure. different when you get to the NFL. So those guys that you're 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 not squeezing them into windows as much as maybe somebody who plays for Kansas State is, you know, because you're not playing with the same caliber of people. But it's just hard to. I think it's hard to evaluate him. At least, at least as a fan, because you know we're not scouts. We don't pretend to be. We're not Lauren. Lauren. Lauren Cox looks at a football game. Lauren differently would than break we down the tape For and sure. be able to tell sure. you all that stuff. As a fan, though, watching it, it's hard to evaluate him. And I think it's it's hard as a player. I mean, I I can speak from my own experience when I was in college, when I was in high school, especially as an upperclassman. I kind of got to do whatever. I didn't. I wasn't a guy that was going to take a ton of shots. That just wasn't my game. But when I got to college, I was basically told, like, we don't really want you to shoot. But if you're open, you got to shoot it, but you better make it because if you miss it, well, you'll just take you out and put the other guy in. Well, that's hard to do. That's hard to have any confidence. Right. And there's a lot of weight on you. And you're hesitating and you're thinking about it as opposed to just playing. When I watch Fields, that's what I see. I see a dude that is just thinking way too much. Um, he, We were texting during the game. I think his, his lack of awareness of the pocket, he, like, I, he gets hit from the blind side a lot. And he doesn't know it's coming. That's why he fumbles a lot. And... That's a concern. I don't know. It's that's one of those things. I don't know how a quarterback gets over that. Maybe you got to have a stud on your left tackle, and then you just don't even think about it as much. But I don't know, man. I, I came out of that game con- very concerned with where his development is. Okay, then how did that translate to this week? You all against Houston, or, we, or are we going to go back some? We first? can go back a little. Well, okay. Yeah, I mean. Because that rolls very nicely because I I watched a lot of that Bear game and I saw him with dudes that were five, six yards away, like throwing it three yards over their heads. And then he also had like three darts. Yes. That were just like, oh, wow. And you could be like, okay. And that's the thing with him. I mean, he does that. He has the ability to make plays. Um, but it just seems they, like the real he simple also has, stuff. Yeah, he also has the ability to make very big mistakes. And, you know, you can chalk that up to inexperience. You know, how many games did he start at Ohio State? I don't know, 15? He's only started 12 NFL games. So, you know, he's not one of these guys that has a ton of experience playing the position, I don't think. And um, his lack of weapons doesn't help. No, I mean, there's not much there. No. I mean, they put Pringle on IR today. Um, Mooney... <laughs> Mooney was out after the game yesterday catching balls on the jugs machine because I think he's got two catches this year. Cole Komet has done nothing. But well, again, he caught his first ball. I know, but again, it's the it's the unwillingness to go down the field. Right. It's so many of these little checkdowns and in, in you know these all these sideways passes down the line, bubble like, screens, every and time little stuff, and like yep. just no five yard outs. Uh-uh. That's it. I don't want to see that anymore. So. I don't know. I, I guess that's what I take from the that that first Bear Packer game. Okay. So, 
All right, you did find some clips that you passed along on some officiating. Yeah, it was really bad. And you know what? It was really bad in the Packer-Tampa game on Sunday, in, not in favor of the Packers, but they weren't at home. Right. Um, I think the Packers get a lot of calls at home, man. They just do. And like I said, on a Sunday night, even though the, even even if the Bears were upset minded, that was one of those like they would have had to run a punt back, probably get two or three fumbles, and maybe block an extra point to win the game. And they weren't going to do all that because they're not any good. So whatever, it, it is what it is. It, you know, it's just I, another year that we keep talking about this stuff. Though it, it is, and you know, somebody I saw on Twitter today put just four pictures up of Packer D linemen in a chokehold, and it wasn't called. We're like, they completely beaten their man, and the dude just grabs him around the mm-hmm. neck, and it wasn't called. And it's like, yeah. They said that, Brady. Uh, I think they did on uh, on that two-point conversion that was that was batted away by um, Devondre Campbell. Like, if that would have been a touchdown, it would have been an egregious hold on somebody, on Kenny Clark, because like you said, they, they just had his arm wrapped around his neck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he busted right through the center of the line. Yes. Right, yeah, and, and he, just, he he was abusing that offensive line all game. We'll yeah, we'll get um, to that. We'll, too. we'll get to that in a little bit. You want to talk about Brett Favre? Well, I which, just wanted to kind of gloat. I just kind of wanted to I'll, gloat. Go ahead. Well, take it. you know, I always got called a hater because I never liked Favre. And and growing up, when we grew up, it, like if you kind of had to love Favre, um, and everybody our age did. And I just never liked the guy. Um, I had heard a lot of shit about him over the years. Um, I just always thought he was a piece of shit. Great quarterback. Great quarterback. I just thought he was a piece of shit. Um, you know, I, I thought he was a piece of shit when he was running around with Chimura in the, uh, early nineties and getting in trouble. Um, I thought he was a piece of shit when he was cheating on his wife. I thought he was a piece of shit when he was sending, uh, dick pics to Jen Sturger. Um, I thought he was... Kind of a piece of shit in the way he acted towards Rodgers and some of his teammates toward the end of his run there. And and even though I don't like the Packers, he was a piece of shit for the way he did them. I'm I'm done. I'm not done. I'm done. I'm not done. He's just not a good dude, man. And I feel good that everybody now gets to say it's kind of undeniable that he's just you feel justified. Yeah, he's a dick. He's a piece of shit. Like, I'm sorry. He just is. I haven't read a whole lot of anything. About this, I mean, I see the headlines. I read You're, the first. Anytime graphs. you steal from the poor, whether directly or indirectly, nah, man. And, and you live and there's stuff. There's some in pretty, a state that is pretty poor on its own. It's the poorest state in the union. It's Mississippi, and you're asking for welfare money, and you're on like recordings talking about like kind of like getting away with it. I mean, I know he's. It, you know, the, the Favre defenders are going to say, well, he's not been charged criminally, and he probably won't be. I think he paid the money back, whatever. But it's just the fact that you were involved in something like that or you're involved with people that are involved in something like that speaks to your character. It just does, you know. I mean, it's it's like the Deshaun Watson thing. You know, if somebody wants to defend him, they can say, well, listen, he didn't, he wasn't, there was no criminal act. He settled with these women civilly in court. You got to move on. It's like, nah. No, no, can't do that, man. Can't do that. I guess that's why there's always been a line for me, and those are the people's jerseys that I will never buy. 
because I can appreciate the fact that they have next level athletic skill. And if they're on my team and they will win us some games, that's great. But when it comes time to, you know, cheer for them or really like get behind them, I have a real problem doing that. You know what I mean? And I know that there are people that that sort of stuff doesn't matter. They like their athletic skill for what it is, and that's the person they are, and the personal stuff, that doesn't matter to them. And if that's the way that people want to play that, that's fine. I can't operate that way. And that's kind of why I I can't go full in on an athlete if there's something there. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciated Favre, and I love the fact that he played for the Packers, and he was a hell of a guy that, you know, brought the team Super Bowl, and he they retired his number. You know, I was really uncomfortable with the things that he did did, that you described personally and then the way that he really operated his football life when the the Packers stuff and the going to the Jets and then the Vikings and all that stuff and his purposely trying to... I get some of that's competitive spirit. Some of that is you're just purposely being an asshole. You know what I mean? So I would just like to think that if I was in that position, I'd be better than that. Well, you know what I mean? Well, there's just there's certain things as a fan that you can compartmentalize about a player. You know, I mean that like Kobe Bryant, somebody could hate him and call him a rapist where you could all, but you could also compartmentalize and say he was young, he cheated on his wife, he he screwed up. You never heard anything about him ever doing anything like that again. Somebody could say maybe he covered his tracks better, or you could say he learned from his mistake. So, you know, it just depends on what what kind of point of view you come from. I I love Barry Bonds. I was a huge Barry Bonds fan. Everybody loved Griffey, and I love Griffey too, but I love Bonds more. Like, best baseball player I've ever seen. But then when he became this swollen He-Man-looking figure and he's hitting 73 homers and he's breaking Hank Aaron's record, it's like, oh, man, like... Because Hank's my dad's guy. Right. You know, and it's like, I don't know how I feel about this. It's kind of hard to get. It's hard to get behind. I still think you're great. Sure. But I I, I, I just have a hard time. It's like, yeah, you cheated, though. Yeah. You can't. You can't. You can't do certain things. I can't get past that. I that's, can't. That's kind of where I'm at. You know. You know, with the whole Favre thing. Yeah. So. So I just feel I feel vindicated. Well, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. I need a win once in a while, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um. Bad football game oh, man. as we get back to this past weekend. Um, the Vikings weren't any better, so the the whole division was not great at even Green Bay, maybe a good quarter and a half, and that was about it, at least offensively. But, yeah, Chicago and the Texans, I mean, I got in the car and I said good luck, and then I, I was listening to the game mostly on the way to Evansville and then on the way back, and then all of a sudden – I'm like, it's 20 to 20, and they're lining up for a potential game-winning field goal. Wait a minute, they could freaking lose this game? I didn't think that that was honestly possible. I thought this was a shoe-in, a lock for the Bears, this game. Well, their offense stinks. I know. So, I mean. But I know the Texans are are very, very bad. <sighs> it was just a lot of mistakes. Both teams. I mean, you can tell they're both young, and then they both do not have a lot of talent. I mean, it's one of, it was one of those games where, like, if just a, a casual 
football fan, like if your wife just watched the game, she'd be like, "Oh, this was a close, fun game." You're like, "But you're like, no, this was borderline unwatchable." You have to explain how terrible yeah. what you just watched. Was. I mean, the Bears, the first play of the game, they fumbled the snap. Yes. What? This Sam Mustafer guy that's been playing center because Lucas Patrick's broke got the broken thumb. thumb yep. He has done that like three times every game. Happened again in the third quarter. Yeah, and it happened a couple times in the Packard game. Like he's just hitting his own ass and, and pulling out to block way too soon. And you know, see that's 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 where I question some of the play calling. Whereas if you know you have a guy in that position who doesn't have a whole lot of experience with that, you're asking him to do a little too much. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like you have to you have to do some things and maybe pull the reins in a little bit because if you put guys in those positions, maybe they not, might not be ready to handle that because of the inexperience. But at the same time, the last two games, they've been phenomenal on the ground because yeah. with Lucas Patrick coming back, Patrick had been splitting time with Jenkins at right guard. So now it's like, okay, well, if you bring Patrick in and put him at center, yeah, he's a better center, but you're the top rushing team in the league right now, do you want to mess with that? I think you put Patrick back in. I think that's more important. I'd rather have the better center, personally. For sure. Um, he's, the most, he's the guy making the calls in the offensive line of who to block. Yeah. That, that's but that's again, the most important spot. I think I think Fields threw 17 passes. I think he completed eight of them. Sounds right. Um, I, I just, you know, I, kind of just back to the trust thing. I just wonder, do they not trust him? Do they not trust the line? Do they not trust the weapons? I don't know. I don't know. Is this just about fields, or is this about the whole ball of wax, where they're just like, listen, we got we to gotta run the ball, and we got to try to scratch some points out to stay in these games and maybe pull one out at the end like they did this week. I don't know. Because I think I like what I've seen from Eberflus so far as a coach. Yeah. I've, I feel like they're organized. I think that defense is solid. Um, offensively, they've they've been a mess. I mean, like I said, they got guys tripping over each other in the backfield. That's where you got to look at Getze. And like you said, you may have to simplify some of this stuff. You know, um, you got to remember, you don't have Aaron Rodgers. This is Justin Fields. This is a dude that's, like I said, started 12 games. Well, I texted you and I said, I, for the life of me, don't even know what what this Bears offense is trying to do. Um, and I don't know whether that's his inexperience of just getting the job as the OC for the first time, and maybe he doesn't have a lot of faith in his quarterback, but at the same time, sooner or later, you got to go downfield and you got to, you know, you got to let your quarterback grow into the spot. You know what You know what I mean? you got to let him do sure, some of this but, stuff. But I, I just wonder if they think, well, who's he going to? Well, I, there's probably part of that too. You know? Well, people were worried about who... Rodgers is throwing too. I, I think the Bears are oh, way kidding? way worse position. Randall Cobb would be a superstar on the Bears. Well, until he got hurt. Yeah, but, true. Um, Packers. We don't have to spend too much time because a lot's been made about the two drives, and then Aaron Jones fumbled near the end of the half, and that would have been that would have been big going into the end zone, getting those three scores. I feel like the game would have been over. And they let Tampa Bay back in it, and it had to come down way to the wire. Green Bay's defense played phenomenally all game long until the last drive when Brady had to go 89 yards. And then, even then, they came up with a stop 
on the two-point conversion. So they, they got a stop when they needed it. Tampa Bay had, was missing basically any everybody of consequence on offense that Brady could get the ball to. Um, there, I mean, it was a certified. His top, his top three wide receivers and his left tackle. Certified bag of bums. Yep. You know, Green Bay's defensive line, I thought, was getting to Brady very well for the most part. Um, I don't think the back end covered the receivers. How, we, how, how weird was that play in the second half when Brady got out of that sack and slid and broke his knee brace? Yeah. How weird? I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen that before. And, it wasn't, and then it got called back for a hold. Yeah, well. <laughs> And then, and then he played for, like, a play or two, and then he had to come off, and they immediately were going to look at it. But um, Tampa Bay's defense was good. I think they hit Rodgers three times, which to me is is definitely a win. Bakhtiari being back, splitting tackles. There was a lot of – or splitting snaps, I should say. There was a lot of people saying that they didn't like what was going on with Bakhtiari and Yash Diamond at left tackle, that it was either all or nothing, and they didn't understand what it was going – and I – I guess I just didn't understand where those people were coming from. Yeah, do you want Bakhtiari to not play? Right. You don't you want him to play? Or do you want him to play with one leg? Like, you kind of, yeah, I mean. These are the same people that are bitching and complaining and hollering that he's not on the field. This is These are 300-plus pound dudes. And this is the probably the most important joint on their body yeah. for holding themselves up. Yeah, I mean. So. Think about it. I would rather have him ease into this and be on the field and have no setbacks rather than giving him a full load and missing him for another year and having him undergo three surgeries. So I didn't really understand that. Um, the line looked a lot better with him and Jenkins back on the field. Um, the running game was yeah, was all right. I mean, he looked good. Sammy Watkins is on IR, lasted two games. Yep. Not shocking. D- disappointing, sure, but not shocking. I think the over-under um, was four and a half, so if you had the under, oh, congrats. I would have way gone on the under yeah. for sure. Romeo Dobbs looked awesome, eight catches, one touchdown. I don't know that Christian Watson's going to get get a spot now in front of Dobbs, even though he was a higher draft pick. They may work him in. They, they like doing some jet sweep stuff, but got to really be happy with what Dobbs is bringing to the table. He's going to Tanya a little bit more. He looks good after the knee uh, problem. So um, I was really, really energized by by, by how good the defense looked, even though Tampa Bay, was their offense was kind of a shell of stuff. But th- great start. Got to have a little more consistency. I don't know how things just go flat for two and a half quarters. I just don't understand that. You got to have more than that. And it seemed like the coaches couldn't explain it. Rodgers couldn't explain it. So somebody needs to figure it out because you're going to need to sooner or later play a four-quarter game. Yeah, they've been bad in the second half all year. Um, I think they had three points last week against the Bears, and they didn't score this week. Yeah, so um, I'm not con- I'm not concerned about Tampa. Um, I just think that it's a crap division with with those three guys out, with Evans being suspended, Godwin and Jones hurt, and then you're missing your left tackle. Um, I mean, the the fact that they didn't get blown out, I think, is a little bit more concerning for Green Bay. You know, the, like I said, the second half was. This is, we and we talked about it in the offseason. This is a running team. This team does not have any explosiveness. And it's not because Devontae Adams was this burner down the field that was just streaking past everybody like Tyreek Hill. But... 
It's a little bit like Giannis with the Bucks. Those three-pointers that Connaughton gets because he plays with Giannis, they're a half step more open than if Giannis is not on the floor. And when you got Devontae Adams on the field and he's such a good player and everybody knows that that's Rodgers' guy, but he also is just a little bit more open because the defense is just shaded just a hair towards Adams. We don't have that anymore. So now these guys are able to be covered a little tighter, and I don't think they're quite as talented. And they don't really have – they've got Watson, who's probably the burner, I guess, on the Packers, and he dropped his first one. So is he even going to get another one? Well, I, I just wonder, unless they get a long-running play from Jones or something, where's the explosive play that we've kind of known the Packers to have? Well, you've seen so far yards after catch on some of these long plays – Watkins had one against the Bears, and then he went out of bounds and caused Rodgers to shake his head at him. But, you know, now he's hurt. So I, I'm i not sure you're going to get these long 40, 45, 50-yard bombs downfield. I think it's going to be maybe these 15 or 20-yarders, and then you're going to count on the guys to break tackles or find some space and do some stuff like that. I think the days have taken the shots, because if you've seen the shots right now down the field, these guys are covered. Yeah. And they're covered well, yeah. sometimes by two guys. Yeah. So I think that part of the offense is probably done. I don't think Rodgers realizes that yet, that maybe we don't have the tools to go do this. You don't have a Javon Walker or somebody that's, you know, 6'6 six, six or 6'7 six, that's going to go up over these DBs and go grab these and go make plays. These guys are going to settle into the middle of the field or they're going to do these back shoulder throws. And they're going to count on guys to miss them. And that's what's that's your offense now, aside from running the ball. Yeah, These days of going, you know, just doing a fly pattern down the, down the sideline and hoping that, you know, the guy bites on your deke or whatever, I, I, I think that's done. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I, I just, you know, I wonder, is this a team that is going to be able to, to come from behind? Right. You know, is this a team that when you get into a game like this, where you've gone six straight possessions with a punt. Can you do what Brady did and go 89 yards? Yep. Can can you do that? Do you have that sustainability? I don't know. I, I, I'm a little concerned for my Super Bowl pick. I know they're 2-1, and one and their next four games are against just toilet bowl teams. You got the Patriots, the Giants, the Jets, and Washington. You don't think Brian Hoyer's coming to Lambeau Field to put up a fight? Yeah, and Max Hurt. So you're not even getting the best Patriots. No. So the Packers are going to be 6-1. and one. And I'm not – when I looked at the schedule, I had a feeling this might happen. So right. they're, in a, they're in a good spot. Well, speaking of injuries, a lot from week three. Man, um, seems like seems like a lot of teams' offensive lines are already banged up. Yeah. And I don't is, – is that a function of no preseason? Is that a function of – Teams just not having much contact anymore before the season starts. Everybody wants fewer and fewer things to happen yeah, in the offseason. Yeah. And they want fewer and fewer preseason <laughs> games. And then it seems like you get to the beginning of the season and one, you've got bad football, and two, you've got injuries. Mm-hmm. Which you ask the players and the coaches and they immediately dismiss that thought. I just have a hard time. Give me another explanation then, yeah. other than, well, it's just coincidence. Well, at least if a guy gets hurt that's a main guy, at least if he gets hurt in preseason, it's probably in, like, the second game. 
So you've got probably a couple of weeks to adjust. Sure. These guys get hurt in week two. Like, who are you? You can't go get nobody. You're screwed. Right. You know? Nope. So I, I don't know. It's it's affected it because there, there's been some ugly football games played. Um, Thursday night, have you been watching the Amazon Prime yeah. so far? What, yep. what what have you thought? Uh, I don't know. It, it's all right. It's fine. I, I, Does the quality of the, of the game, and I mean this from specifically a – like HD SD standpoint, does Prime give you a good picture? Yeah, because yeah. my the app on my TV is not as good as like my YouTube TV or stuff like that. Oh really? Like it fades in and out of HD and SD. Oh no! But I know my internet's good because I switched to any of my other apps and it's crystal clear. Hmm. So I don't know what that's about. No, maybe I'm doing something wrong. I'll probably say that's that's correct. I doubt but, it. But um, I I mean I miss uh. Alan, Chris, yeah. I mean, it's going to take a while to get used to Herb Street being on an NFL game. And right. he's, I think he's, he's pretty good, but he's very vanilla. Yes. He's very vanilla. Knows um, the stuff. Yep. Yep. But he's got to get a little bit more, um, I don't know, a little more animated maybe, sure. you know, but um, it's his third. He's worked two games with Al Michaels. Right. He, the first game, he was probably shit in his pants. I mean, look, the, he, the guy... The guy's done a lot of football games before, but he's never done one with Al Michaels. Right. So yes. that's that's a big Fair deal. your resume to this guy. And exactly. You know, not to mention your age difference, but whatever. Yes. Um, were you a little surprised the Browns beat the Steelers? No, I think the Steelers are bad. Trubisky's bad. I thought there was a little more hope there. No, no. I think they're no, – you've got wide receivers that are openly getting pissed off on the field because they're either not getting the ball or he's missing them. You had a lot of stuff happen this weekend with, like – well, one, coaches losing their minds. Which was great. And, oh, I love that. I, I thought it was great. And Rich Eisen, I think, tweeted today, say, oh, Ken Dorsey, you did nothing wrong. And I'm like, that, I don't get why people made such a big deal. So what? Guy was pissed. Mm-hmm. Big deal. You know? He's supposed he had, to show passion. Right. Like, get, when guys don't get pissed. You know, look, I've seen enough of Willie Adamas laughing when the Brewers are losing a game. No kidding. To, I to, saw. Did I see that know, last week or whatever? Yeah. He was whooping it up with something yeah. like, Knock that shit off, dude. You're, you're getting, getting your, your ass yeah, kicked. You're getting your brains beat in. You're trying to make the playoffs. What the hell is so funny? I'd, I'd much rather have a dude losing his mind because they lost. Yes. So Showing that, that you're pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are 0-3. Devontae's already starting to bitch. Well, the thing about they've lost... There are three games by a combined 13 points. They've had some weird shit happen in a couple of these games. They should, They definitely should have won last week against Arizona. Um, I still think, I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs just because I think the AFC is going to be pretty jumbled up, but um, I still think the Raiders are a, a pretty decent team. They just, you know, I don't know. Josh McDaniel, everybody talks about what a genius coach he is, but as a head coach, he's not fared too well. I was just going to ask someone to point to a huge amount of success that he's had. I mean, huge. Away from Belichick, none. That's it. That's what I'm... His name gets mentioned. One of the first two, three guys for any job. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this, you know, McDaniels. Yeah. Check that. And it's just like... It's just the Belichick I just don't stench. understand. You know, it's those 10... Well, it's like McVay now. If you're an offensive guy that worked for McVay, the McVay at any time, it's yes. like, we have to hire you. Right. And, Look, those guys have been pretty successful so far, but the Belichick tree is not. I mean, no. Vrabel's probably been the best coach to come out of there. And, I mean, what, he made, I think, one AFC title game with Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So, 
Three huge upsets will ding on here uh, all in a row. Indy at home over KC, Miami over Buffalo, and there's the NFL now wants the, 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 the tug of Iloa thing, which I, I heard the Dolphins say, oh, no, it wasn't his head. It was his back, and that's why he was mm, okay. And then Jacksonville absolutely pummeling the Chargers out in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, and I get that. You know, your boy was hurt, but that's too wide of a margin against the Jaguars to lose by, in my opinion, as a team. So, those three go. Well, Kansas City should have won. They had that game won. They kind of got a bullshit personal or unsportsmanlike call on Chris Jones for allegedly using derogatory language after the play. Like, come on, this is the NFL. I was just going to say. Um, and that that ended up costing them the game. Um, Miami and Buffalo, that was like, <clears throat> that was an absolutely insane ending. I mean, the guy punted the ball from his own end zone and kicked his up back in the ass. <laughs> and somehow the ball didn't, like, do any? It just like went out of bounds. Like nobody. T- it was really weird. But then the guy comes out on the field and kicks like the greatest drop kick ever. It's like an eighty yarder. Um, Buffalo comes down has a chance. <laughs> it's just I don't know football man. It's just the, the guys sometimes they just make me laugh because they're just so clueless. The guy catches the ball in the middle of the field with ten seconds and he doesn't try to get to the sideline. It's like, what What are you doing? They have no timeouts left. What are you doing? If you can't do that, then immediately get down so yes. at least your team can hurry up and come. and do, Yeah, but, like, but he dinks around for like five seconds, goes down with six seconds left, and they can't get the snap off and lose, and then it, Dorsey loses his mind. It just seems so weird, like you say. You're at the top level of this game, and you're making mistakes that you would have explained to a grade schooler who's just yeah. starting out. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 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 yeah, and then Jack, Jacksonville should be three and zero. They they might actually be good. Um, they should have beat Washington in Week One. They really they kind of blew that one. But I mean, I don't know what's going on. Herbert was hurt. He's got the rib cartilage thing. Yep. They were missing like two linemen. His left tackle, one of them. Um, I don't think Keenan Allen played. They got a couple guys that were missing on D. So they were banged up. But he's like losing at home by four, four touchdowns. touchdowns. Not if you're a not if you're a Super Bowl contender. No, not a, not when you're supposed to be. Uh, the other game in the division for the NFC North, Vikings had to come back to beat the Lions. This is why I can't go in on Detroit when you tell me that I was, I it was might be good. About, I was thinking about you. Um, so the Lions are up what? They're up twenty four to twenty, I think. Yeah, and. Uh, Detroit has the ball on like their own forty with like I don't know two or minute and a half left or two minutes left. And I'm like, I'm going to text Goldberg, right? I'll be like, see, I told you. And then they trot out the field goal unit to kick this bomb that, why? You you should have just went for it on fourth down if you were going to do that. But the kid misses the field goal, and then the touchdown Short happens. field, and yeah. there you go. And they, the Lions are going to lie in, man. That's why you can't get out of your own but way. Are, but they're a better team. That's they're, they're, fine. They're certainly a better team. But until but, you start winning games, yeah. I'm just not, you know. Well, like I said, I wasn't predicting them to make the playoffs. I just thought they had a chance to be dangerous. And I think I think they do have a chance to be dangerous. They're going to beat some teams that they shouldn't beat, and then they're going to do this. I saw a Twitter headline from one of the the Vi- guys that covers the Vikings. Is it time to start worrying about Justin Jefferson because he's disappeared and the last two games after his 
blow up. How about worrying about the coach that's supposed to find schemes to get him open? Because maybe the defense adjusted after watching him destroy the Packers. I mean, it is. This is sometimes where it's like it is professional sports, and the other guys get paid too. They do get to try and stop you, right? Right. Yeah. You just don't expect to be able to trot out and do the exact same thing. Well, well, I've never seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Come on. Um, Baltimore beats the Patriots, like you said. Mac Jones got hurt. He's mm-hmm. they're talking surgery. Maybe, maybe not. Either way, he's going to be out a while. So. Patriots, they're on the way down. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they're bad. Yeah. They're a bad team. Um, that and and that's one that I I I think we probably both agreed that Baltimore should have won. Um, Jets again bad. Since he should have won the game, they're not as bad, but they're still pretty bad. Um, yeah, Cincinnati was kind of uh, they were desperate. They were zero two, two games they probably should have won. They they could not go to zero and three. So. Good, good on them for taking care of business. Everybody seems to be in love with the Eagles. Yeah, but they're like the Packers. They can't score in the second half. I don't know what that's all about. They get these big leads, and then, like, they stop. And who have they beaten so far? Da, uh, I don't remember. Like, I don't, I'm not sure that it's been anybody that's been a world beater. No. So I think we can probably just Well, they beat the, they, they beat the hell out of Minnesota. They're, okay, that was their good win. But now Minnesota barely beats Detroit. I, I so. told you before the season, if they got past that game, they had a chance to be like eight, nine, and zero. Oh, yep, because they played nobody. And here you go, you're you're well on your way. It's a, them, you know, they're one of these teams that, you know, they could be like Tennessee last year, where it's like, how are they the one seed? Right. And then they get and then the you're like, oh yeah, they... wait, their division stinks and they play nobody. Right. They played like the AFC South. Speaking of that division, Carolina and New Orleans. Do you watch any of that? I didn't. No. I didn't watch one second of it. So I don't think so. Skip it. Um, I'm a little shocked that the Rams didn't beat the Cardinals a little bit more. Rams got problems. Rams got problems. Um, they're not. They they have a Super Bowl hangover for sure. I don't think that defense is is nearly as as good, and they've really struggled to run the ball. And other than Cooper Cup, I mean, Allen Robinson's there, but he hasn't done much. So I don't know if that's a, you know, just got to take some time to get on the right page with Stafford or what. But, you know, 20 to 12 against a Cardinal team that probably should be winless right now. Okay. It's not not that impressive. Really liking them as a wild card for me, by the yeah, way, at, yeah. at the beginning of the season. I think that was a glaring mistake on my part. Um, was this Seattle game in Seattle? Or was it down in Atlanta? I don't remember. Either way, you can't lose to the Falcons. The Falcons are frisky. They've been in every game. I mean, they almost beat New Orleans week one. Yeah, okay. but They were close in week two. And, and, you know, I mean, Mariota's a decent athlete. Cordero Patterson apparently is a good running back now. And Kyle Pitts finally had a good game at tight end. So Seattle's probably the worst team in football. You think? Yeah. Worse than the Jets? Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd like to see them play just to put that. I wouldn't. Put, <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'd like to read a box you score. You watch that game and tell no, me how it goes. I wouldn't. I'll, I'll read the box <laughs> well, score. I didn't want to watch That's this fine. one either, but I had to for fantasy. This is, this is like a, a long extra inning baseball game. 11 to 10? Yeah, it was 10 to 5 at one point. I was like, what is this? <laughs> the gi- like the that giant, opening the, Whitewater game where it was yeah. it was 3 to 2. And, and, after, and then it was four to three. And after seven and a half, the Giants lead the Rockies ten to five. Yeah, you know, I I didn't I I didn't watch any of it. Russell Wilson might be washed. He just paid him a lot of money to come. 
Yeah, I'm a little. I'm. I had them in the AFC Championship game, not because I think they're one of the four best teams, but it was just how my bracket shook out. But I didn't think they'd be good. I, just I am. Didn't. I am shocked at how inept their offense has been. It's terrible. Um, and maybe this Nathaniel Hackett dude is Packers tree, a complete fraud, and well. and you know lived off the fruit of Aaron Rodgers' labors, but. It's been bad. It's been ugly. And and Wilson, I will say, he hasn't gotten a lot of help. They should have scored a couple of touchdowns that first week. They fumbled like twice on the goal line. Um, but he has not looked great. And frankly, he didn't look great the last couple of years in Seattle. And he had better weapons, I think, in Seattle than he has in Denver. I would agree. So, Except for an offensive line. I don't but know. yes, I mean, overall. If you're a Bronco fan, and like you said, you just paid him a lot of money, I think you got to be really concerned. I mean, you're three weeks, and what do you got to show for it? Yeah. I'm not saying it's like he's never going to do any any good there and this is going to be a disaster, but I'm it's got it's concerning. Has to I, be. I think that's fine. I mean, you're scoring 11 points and 7 points and 16 points. Like, eesh. Last night, did you think the Giants should beat the Cowboys? Because I sure did, especially when you get them at home. I don't know. I didn't watch that game. <laughs> no baseball was on. No. I, I'm not sure I still would have I needed. It. I needed a break. I, I, I understand. I, I needed a sports break, you, and that you, was part of it. You get to the end of your weekend, and then you kind of need to check out a little bit because you watch a lot of NFL football. Mm-hmm. Well, especially if it's two teams that I don't like, don't care about, and they're no good. Let's see. Check. I mean, Cooper, the Cooper check. Rush. Check. Yeah, the Cooper Rush-Daniel Jones matchup. I wasn't thinking about that all day at work. I mean, that's that promo didn't do anything for you? No, no. Sorry. All right. But, um, no, I, I, I will say I, I'm not real worried about Kansas City. I'm definitely not worried about Buffalo. I, Buffalo had so many guys that were hurt. I think the next time they play Miami, they're going to kill them. Okay. I really do. Um, I, as I said, I'm not real worried about Tampa. But Tampa, Green Bay, and Kansas City are pretty lacking in the explosiveness. Uh, maybe when Godwin and Evans come back, that will change for Tampa. But we already talked about the Packers. And, They're going to have to figure something out. You know, Kansas City, again, Tyreek Hill, not the best receiver in football, but he commands so much attention that everybody else is just a little bit more open. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mahomes is going to have to figure that out. And um, if he does, I hope he gets the credit for it because Mahomes has kind of become like the NFL version of Giannis where he was, like, anointed as this, holy shit, we've never seen this before, guy. And then he wins an MVP, and then he wins a title. And now everybody's talking about Herbert and Burrow. Just like in the NBA, everybody's talking about Zion and Ja. You know, it's like, this dude's still awesome. So, beware. Okay. Uh, Week four starts in a couple of days. We'll we'll run through these. Uh, Dolphins and Cincinnati, is anything going to... I it's mean, a good one. Tug it's a big game. is not in concussion protocol, so well, we're just supposed to assume that he's fine? I think through three weeks, I know everybody's very rosy on the Dolphins, and I'm sorry to our pal John Barry that I'm going to say this, but I think they're kind of frauds. <laughs> okay, that's um, fine. They didn't look good in week one against a bad Patriot team at in, in Miami. They got... Pretty lucky at the end of that Baltimore game in week two when Baltimore just kind of gave that one away. 
and then they kind of got lucky against Buffalo. Bills were idiots. So, you know, if you beat Cincinnati, I still think Cincinnati's a pretty solid team. Especially when it's at Cincinnati. And it's home for them, and, and they got a lot of talent. If you win this game, I may change my tune, but okay. right now I'm I'm not buying my Okay. Uh, Minnesota goes to London to play the Saints. That'll be, I think, an 8.30 kickoff or something like that on Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm glad I got nobody playing in that one. I don't. I'm usually not up that early on a Sunday. That's that's my one day to sleep in a little bit. I'll be I'll be up. It, it'll be nice to click something on and I'll automatically be football. I mean, kind Jane of Jane will watch that and you know coffee in bed kind of thing. Kind She's of a big Vikings game fan. for the Vikings, though. I mean, you got to yeah. keep pace with the Bears. Yep. Oh, sure. <laughs> Just agreed with it without even hearing it out of your mouth. And the Packers. Um, Browns and Falcons. Ooh. I mean, somehow Cleveland's not bad. And you said Atlanta's frisky, so this this should be a competitive game. Should be, yeah. Right. I don't think Jacoby Brissett's blowing anybody out. So I would agree, with especially that. on the road. Uh, Commanders and the Cowboys. Gross. Great NFC East matchup again, like we just yeah. saw on Monday night. So the Cowboys could be three and one, and they're no good. I don't think they're any good. I think their defense is decent. I would agree, though, but yeah. I don't think they're very good. They're, they're no good. Uh, this says the Lions will get back to 500 when they got to play the Seahawks. If they should. Seattle's the worst team in the league. They should. Um, God, I just hate the hate AFC these South. Guys. The AFC South is just a it's just the worst division. I feel sorry for the fans of those four franchises to have to follow them right now. Matt Ryan was giving an interview at the end of the game, and I was just flipping through, and I stopped on it, and Jane passed by the TV, and she goes, "He looks old." Oh yeah. He looks very old. I just hate the fact that there's a that there's a one at the end of the I, the ties draw drive me nuts. Um, Colts and the Titans to me this is Indianapolis. I I, I just don't think Tennessee's very good. I don't think either of them are. So no, you're right. They might tie again. Zero zero. Bears go to New York to play the Giants. Oh my God! Like <laughs> it's funny. What one of these teams is going to be three and one? One of those two teams is going to be three and one, and they're both bad teams. Saquon Barkley's good, um, Roquan Smith's really good, and then that's about it for both teams. So, and you start the boy, you start a lot of games. Yeah, there's this there's week. some decent ones this week. This is probably well, let's see. Let me go through the rest. Of... No, there's I, a couple good ones. Oh, on, on the back end. Yep. yep, you're right. Okay. Um, very curious to see how Jacksonville does against Philly. I yeah. mean, if Philly blows them out, I mean... It doesn't change my opinion of Philly. Because I, well, I don't know if Jacksonville's any good yet. Right. i got to see more of that. If Jacksonville goes on the road and, and wins this game, thing. I'll be impressed. Okay. But if Philly beats them, you know, 30 to 16, I'm not going to fall off my chair. Okay. Uh, worst game of the week, Jets and Steelers? Um... Or, it might be. Or Cardinals, Carolina. Yeah, they're both pretty ugly. I won't be watching any of those games. Okay. Buffalo and Baltimore. It's a big one. It's the uh, who's the MVP game after four weeks. Right. Lamar Allen. Yeah. Sure. But, you know, it's a chance for Baltimore to get a leg up in that tiebreaker race if it comes to that with, with Buffalo. So this is a big game. Chargers and the Texans. This is a get right game for L.A. Yeah, they got they, they got to win this. Right, you got to. You can't go one and three. Uh, Packers and Patriots. Uh, I think I saw the line was at nine and a half. Was six and a half before Jones sprained his ankle on mm-hmm. Sunday. Um, 
yeah, I think this 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 might be one of those explosion games for Green Bay. Could be at home, I, I just, a, a reeling I team. Feel like it's coming. Well, it could be one of those games. I, I where the the defense might score a couple. Sure. Yeah, I mean Brian Hoyer is now your quarterback. Yeah. for the foreseeable future, and I know he's a veteran and Belichick, can, but he can only do so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, Raiders got to win this one. If they win, they're right back in the hunt in their division against the Broncos. But you lose, your season's over. Right, oh, so four start. Yeah, That's and bad. and if Denver wins again, they could be three and one. And eh. Sunday night will be Kansas City and Tampa Bay, and then Monday night Rams and and Niners. That. Yeah, a couple good ones. A couple good ones to end the week. It'd be interesting to see who plays for Tampa if they got all their all their right. weapons. Well, Evans, he'll should be, be he back. should he should be back. Yep. Yes, the other two I don't know. I don't know either. Boy, I, the Niners, man, mm. that offense is rough. And now Trent Williams is hurt. I think oh, he's I out like that. six to eight weeks. So yeah, Garoppolo might not be a savior this time around. No, unfortunately. Um, but it, it, I mean, San Fran's a tough place to play. But if you think the Rams are are in trouble, this I mean, it's it could be competitive. I could also see LA coming in and stomping them and being like, "Yeah, we're fine." You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's entirely possible. All right, that is uh, almost an hour worth of NFL well, stuff. Well, we wasted like fifteen minutes at the beginning Sorry, yammering about, about stupid shit. <laughs> Um, I watched a ton of college football on Saturday, like I mentioned, and then I waited around for the Badger game, and I watched most of it. I hate watched after you clicked it off um, or just started doing other stuff. And I just... No, I clicked it off. It was Those other channels were being watched. I, I kind of wanted to see how bad it would get and what they did, and I was beside myself when Braylon Allen was still in the game late, and he busted, I think... Uh, 65, 75 yard or whatever it was. But even then, I was about ready to send out a tweet like, why is Braylon Allen still in the game? You're not winning. Get your starters off the field. I, You know, I don't care about pride. I care about beating Bielema this week. I care about beating Northwestern because they're terrible. I care about beating Iowa. Right now, I care about beating what looks like to be the best team in the division and is Minnesota. Yeah, they beat the hell out of somebody. Who Who was that? I can't remember who, the, but I mean they they've got they. Oh, Michigan a, State. That's yes. who it was. Yeah, beat their ass. They pounded a couple of teams. So, the fact that they still had their starters just for a point of pride, that doesn't do anything for me. And it got me in a conversation with a couple of other people. It just where this Badgers team is, and I know Sam Van Gelder tweeted something about you know if you just accept the fact that this is what Wisconsin is, if you want to have them. Settle for battling for the West, and it's something that you we've kind of maintain. Yeah, we've talked about this many times. If you want to settle for them competing for the West and having a shot at the Big Ten Championship, but more likely getting blown out or having the winner of the Big Ten Championship move on to the playoff, and then Badgers, by virtue of that, getting to go to a Rose Bowl, and you're fine with that, if those are expectations, things like Saturday shouldn't bother you. Mm-hmm. I'm just unwilling to accept that. I just am. I don't say that we need to beat Ohio State like that. I just think you need to put. You need a to compete. You need to compete. Yeah, you got to compete. And you're telling me that if by some miraculous way that the Badgers roll through the West and they get back to Indianapolis, we're supposed to feel good if we see that again. I'm not expecting anything different. I'm not expecting this coaching staff to look at the game film and make the corrections and be better at that point in the season 
so that the outcome will be anything different than what we just saw. I don't know if Chris is the guy to do it. This team looks archaic in its approach. Like, this offensive coordinator is supposed to add some wrinkles. I don't know what the fuck that is. Well, But I don't know. Is he allowed to? What is he allowed to do? I don't know. Is Chris still involved in that? I don't know. I have no idea. But And it's not... I'm not saying that he's a bad coach or a bad guy. I'm not seeing any development here. It's just the same rinse and repeat. Get a quarterback who can manage the game. Get big offensive linemen. Get an explosive running back. There's your offense. And then you get maybe an electric wide receiver or a tight end every few years. And you can do some things. They don't have that right now. And Mertz is an average to below average quarterback. And they're counting on Braylon Allen, Malusi, and Garendo to carry the football 75% of the time. And, you know, the box is stacked. They know what's coming at them. Ohio State's got too many good guys. You're not going to beat them with that. They know what that is. So that's my piece. Yeah, the the talent disparity was <laughs> was glaring. Did you see that statistic about five-star recruits that they put up there? No. Ohio State has 50 more <clears throat> than Wisconsin does. On their current roster. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm... It, How can you compete? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, I'm but, losing my voice more. Yeah. Well, they they are archaic, and, and Graham, Graham Mertz is, a, is the next bust in the line of uh, quarterbacks after the likes of Bart Houston. Oh, These high-ranking, supposed to be great Pocket quarterbacks, guys. Yep, you know um, that we're going to come in and change the program. I, I, I just, you know, and we talked about it. I think last week, I or two weeks ago, I, I, you know, Paul Chris was supposed to be this guy, this great offensive coach, works with all these great quarterbacks, and he has not been able to develop a quarterback. He hasn't. Um, he's had some guys that have been okay. But, you know, Mertz is barely even okay. Mertz is not good. He's not better than Cohn. I would rather have Jack Cohn. I'd rather have a lot of guys the Badgers have had than, than Mertz. Um, again, no explosiveness. Wide receivers are just guys. They're, they're small. They're, they're skinny. They're young. They're inexperienced. I get it. But at- they're, they're, they're just guys. There's there's no Lee Evans. There's no Donald Hayes. No. Um, Chambers. The Chambers. Those guys aren't here. So, to me, you can change the game plan, okay. You can change your philosophy, which they need to do, okay. you got to get better players. It starts with recruiting. And, you know, some of that goes hand in hand. You know, guys are going to want to go play for a certain in a certain style, in a certain league and all of that. But, you know, the Badgers, I, I, I still think the shadow of Barry Alvarez looms large over that program. And, and as long as he, I know he's not the athletic director anymore, but. But you've got a guy that's cut from the Alvarez cloth you do. in there. Yeah. And now that it's his show, and I said this yesterday on the air, is he willing to go away from that way of thinking and say, if Barry calls, like, Barry, this isn't your show anymore. We need to do things differently. I realize that you've built this up. We're starting Times to, change. We're still Ask Nebraska. We're falling behind. You can't run the wishbone forever. Got to do something different. So that's why I'm, I mean, I'm wondering at the time, and it's hindsight right now, did Gary Anderson get a fair shake? Mm-hmm. I think, well, 
But he him, wanted him, to do things him, differently. Him personally, I think we've later found out that that guy was a clown. Right. But I'm not sure anybody in forget that he was that guy. If it was somebody else, would that guy going to get a fair shake with trying to change things? Because he wanted to do things right. differently, and everybody went, "Whoa, wait a minute! Yep, this isn't what we do." Well, now you're kind of staring down the barrel of having to go that way. Well, and it's kind of funny too because it's like. I mean, you said it. You want to beat Bielema really bad next week because you hate Bielema, and most Badger fans hate Bielema. But goddamn, you'd you'd take uh, you'd take prime Bielema right now with the recruits that he was bringing into oh, Wisconsin sure. and the style of play that yes. those guys were doing. You'd yes. take that in a second. Maybe it's just because he has a personality and he can fire his guys up. Yeah, I, I, I don't mean, know. I don't know. Um, and another thing that was odd, and I'm I'm curious. I'm hoping we can talk to Wargle uh, this Friday. They only sent out their captains to talk to the media after the game. It was Mertz, Herbig, and Keanu. Is that odd? Very odd. And a lot of the media made, like, this is very strange. The captains said they wanted to take ownership, and the loss rests on them, and they were the ones that he needed to answer for it and whatever. And I'm I'm just wondering what the guys that cover the team read into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And sure. and what that maybe, approach means like down the line. Maybe they were just so freaking embarrassed they didn't want to try it anybody else out there. I don't know. Because that was embarrassing oh, it on, was. on Saturday. And, and, and you had texted me if that was the most embarrassing one in recent memory, and it doesn't come close to the the shit kicking yeah. that they got in that Big Ten. I forgot about that one. But I think regular season, it's got to be up there. Absolutely. I mean, the losses National to Notre TV. Dame and Michigan last year were embarrassing. Yeah. This was worse. Yeah. Yes. This was just it was 14 to nothing six minutes into the game, and it was over. Oh. It was, complete, it was over it, because you know that they can't they, the Badgers can't score. No. And not only that, I mean, you're down there. I mean, it's – you don't have the offense that can put up points in a hurry. Well, and somebody said and, to and me – keep pace. Somebody said to me at work, you know, what's up with Braylon Allen, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, hey, remember in the 90s when the Badgers would play Michigan and Ron Dane would have like 30 yards? Never had a good game against Michigan. You know why? Because they had better athletes, and they stacked the box. Yep. Well, that's what these teams are going to do to Braylon Allen. You better get used to that. He's going to have say. he's going to have a tough year. He's not Jonathan Taylor. He's not that big, physical kind of running back. He's freaking still eighteen. He's eighteen. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you got to cut him a little slack. He's still a good player. I, I, I don't agree. think he's a Heisman winner, but he's a good player. Badgers are, I can't remember how many point favorites over Illinois, and I'm not really sure it matters, but that's a game that they should definitely win. It's at home. I think people are going to be fired up. Nobody in the program understands the Bielema connection anymore, except for the coaching staff, and they're right. not going to make a big no, deal out of it. No. You know, the fans. That's will, a fan thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. So um, not worried about that. And then they got Northwestern, which Northwestern looks to be like next level bad. Oh, really? I, I mean, I'm thinking. Fitzgerald I, should have taken that Bears job. He's got, and I was just talking to Michael about that. Um, I said, how do you fire your golden boy? Well, it's like the Badgers with Chris. I mean, he's not their golden boy, but he's a big part of the program. But he's locked up until later on in this decade. Doesn't it seem like Northwestern does this, though? Like, they'll suck bad for, like, three years, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, shit, they got nine wins. But have you seen the teams that they've lost to? No. uh, It's bad. Yeah. I mean, I can't name them off the top of my head, but you're just like, are you shitting me right now? 
Like, Nebraska in Ireland was the best game of the season. Mm. They should have just called it right there <laughs> because it looks bad. Like, this has a chance for, and Wisconsin has been only won once at Ryan Field since, like, 2009. Yeah, they always <laughs> lose down I, there. I think I said, I, I don't see how they go down there and lose next week, honestly. Mm. So, all right, that's enough college. Uh, let's go to baseball quick. Last nine games for the Brewers. Uh, they're still in sight of everything, which, shockingly enough, six and a half of St. Louis, they can... Crawl back a couple with the Cardinals for the first of two tonight, and then a game and a half back. Philly, need to be a Cubs fan because Philly plays at Wrigley for, for the next couple games too. No. Never. I will not. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I awesome. mean, the Brewers are six and a half behind the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Cardinal magic number's one. So a, okay. a, win, a win either today or tomorrow, or a win at any time or a Brewer loss, <laughs> I, I believe they get the gotcha. division because I think they have the tiebreaker. But, um, Brewers don't own any tiebreakers against anybody. No, no. So game and a half behind the Phillies. And uh, I think it's pretty clear that the Brewers and the Phillies are the weak team. I think San Diego's, they're playing well. They got a lot of talent. And then the other four are just good teams. The mm-hmm. Braves, the the um, Cardinals, the Dodgers, and the Mets. Um you know, it was fun. The The Yankee series last weekend was a lot of fun. Um, the Brewers took the first two. Woodruff was awesome on Saturday night, just an old-school, dominant, ass-kicking performance by your horse. I think he went eight innings. That sounds right. Um, and he's been really good down the stretch for them. Um, only took one out of two against the Mets, um, and then three out of four against the just debacle of a baseball team oh. called the Cincinnati Reds. I, like that, that was one of the worst lineups I've ever seen trotted out. But um, the bullpen still stinks. It does. It's bad. <laughs> and, you know, they've been blowing games that in years past they win. There's no doubt about it. Um, and it hasn't been just one guy. Boxberger's blown games. Bush has blown games. Rogers, Williams. It's been a lot of guys that have stunk up the place. Um and in the meantime, in his last eight outings, Josh Hader in seven and two-thirds innings has given up one run on three hits, seven strikeouts, one walk, and a one three five ERA. Awesome. So he seems to have, leveled have figured off. it out. Yes, because he was, he was blowing up. I think mentally, he was, I think mentally he was still in Milwaukee, personally. Boy, um, being San Diego, but I don't know how you can mentally be in Milwaukee. If they can get him right, that's that's huge for the Padres. Um what do you think about Adamus breaking Young's home runs for a shortstop? Because I don't, you're not an Adamus guy, are you? Well, I think you? it's a laughable thing to. I mean, I know okay. that you kind of got to say it, but I think it's a laughable thing to celebrate. Okay. Um, you know, Robin Young hit 29 homers <laughs> in 1982, and I think he hit 315 and won the MVP. Um, what's he, what's Adamus? Adamus is hitting about 230 yeah. and and is trying to hit home runs every time up where Robin wasn't. Plus, it was just a different era, right? Um. But, you know, whatever. Adamus has had a nice year. He's not my favorite brewer. I'll freely admit that. But, you know, him and Telez have both had really nice power seasons. Their averages aren't where I where I would like right. them to be. But, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. But, yeah, they got the two against the Cards, four against Miami, and who hasn't against... had a meaningful game in no. six weeks, and then wrap up with the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks. So, yep. Have you if been to a game the... yet? What? A game? Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. I didn't know whether you've gotten to a game. Yet. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, if the Brewers don't make the playoffs, they have nobody to blame but themselves because it's completely. Uh, it's on a silver platter for them, right here. I mean, you got nine games left. 
I think at minimum you should go six and three. And I think if you go six and three or seven and two, I think you're going to make the playoffs. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yep. yep. the Phillies got to play the Mets and the Braves, or I think at least one of them still. And those teams still got something to play for because they're jockeying, jockeying for who's going to win the division and right. get get the bye or get some home field. So Brewers are in good spot okay. if, if they t- can take advantage. All right. Um, look around. Uh, baseball, Yankees, Guardians I just saw. Uh, they clinched. Loizo was down there for that, so he was rolling in that. And then the Astros have all clinched uh, playoff spots as well. And Yankees have not clinched the division yet, but they've clinched the they're, playoffs. They're just in. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then your wild card spots right now are occupied in the American League by Toronto, Tampa, Seattle, and the Orioles. Orioles are three, three and, and a half, half back. Up. So be tough for them to catch Seattle, but uh, good run, you know, from yeah. where they've been the last couple of years. They, they've stunk. Um, National League, the Mets, Braves, and Dodgers are all in. Uh, St. Louis, like you mentioned, the Magic numbers. They're basically there. in. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're going to be in. Um, and then the Braves... And the uh, the Padres are in, Phillies, and then the Brewers are locking down for that last spot. Um, the Bra- the Braves might be the best wild card team we've that's ever had. What I was thinking, looking at that, they've got like ninety six wins. They're probably yeah. going to win a hundred games. So I don't know. That's I don't remember be, that ever happening. Tough to be relegated to a wild card spot. When maybe you're that like good. maybe um, maybe in the early aughts when the Red Sox and Yankees were going at it. Oh, one yeah. of them had to be a wild card, so maybe they're the best ever, but Could Braves be. are good. They're legit. All right, so you and I were just talking before we we rolled uh, started rolling tape. The Bucks held media day on a Sunday, mm-hmm. and we didn't even know about it until they started posting quotes because they start the game, and then they go to Abu Dhabi, um, or, or they start the preseason on Saturday against the Grizzlies, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then they go to Abu Dhabi to play two against the Hawks, and then they come back for a week, week and a half before the season kicks off. So <clears throat> one of the things that came out of media day was Middleton's going to miss the front part of the season, I thought. Yeah. Because of surgery. Yep. So um, I don't know about Ingles. Yeah, I mean, Middleton had wrist surgery uh, shortly after the playoffs ended, left wrist. Um, so... I think he said he got his cast off two weeks ago, so oh. he's just doing range of motion stuff now, no basketball activity. So he's, I, yeah, I bet he's probably going to miss the first three or four weeks of the season. Okay. And, you know, okay, that that's all right. That's not a big deal. Uh, Joe Ingles, who they signed from Utah, tore his ACL last year. I think he said on Sunday his surgery was in February, so he's at about the seven-month mark. So, you know, could be Christmas time. I think mm-hmm. when we'll maybe see him back, which is perfectly fine to me. He's 35 years old. He's a vet. Um, the things he brings to the table, his shooting and ball handling and pick and roll, I think he'll fit in quite nicely and, and he'll adjust fine. It's just a matter of getting him healthy for the for the stretch run more more so than early on. Well, they got 16 players back from last year's team, and they just re-upped Nuara for a two-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um yesterday so everybody seems to really really be excited about the group that they have and the familiarity that's kind of one of the themes that I saw come out of everybody's comments from from media day on Sunday well they believe firmly and I don't disagree with them that if Middleton's healthy they're in the finals and I think if they're in the finals I think they beat Golden State because Golden State they have no answer for Giannis Um, but that's not what happened so they had to make decisions on a couple of guys they decided to bring people back 
specifically Portis and Connaughton being the most important. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for this season. I think it's going to be fun. I think the Bucks are going to be really good again. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of talent in the NBA right now. I think there's going to be um, some really fun teams to watch. Um, but it, this is just, I, I you know, we, we, you know, talk about when we were talking about with the Favre thing, just, you know, the kind of people that you root for. Um, this Bucks team's just, I just find it really easy to root for these guys. They don't have a bad apple on the squad. Um, you know, I was watching some of the interviews and, uh, you know, Giannis is asked about whether or not he's the best player in the world. And he says, you know, kind of being deferential and Giannis is a, he, he, he sometimes you got to remember he didn't grow up here. Right. So he's not all I loved about. His answer. He's not all about the me, me, me. No. I'm the best. I'm this. I'm that. I won the ring. He Steph. Said, yes, he he says Steph is the best guy because he was the last man standing. And yep. the year before, when Giannis was the last man standing, he was the best guy. And yeah, I love that answer because it's respectful. Yep. And um, but he's also telling you that he's coming. Right. You know, like it's Steph right now, but that doesn't mean it's not me later. I mean, it's you know, how do you not root for that? I mean, Brooke Lopez said. He went to, like, Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney in Japan, no the way. Disney in the Middle East. I think he went to the one in China. Seriously? And then he went to Disneyland again, and then he went to some... He had named off, like, nine Disney things that he went to over the offseason. I mean, I knew he was Disney crazy. I didn't know it was that. Because and then he proposed... We talked about yeah, this. Yeah, he's got engaged. Right. And, yep. At Disney. At Disney. Yep. Um, Bobby Portis is still pissed. Uh, that they lost to Boston last year. He's, he's, he said it. He goes, I'm still pissed, um, which you got to love. And uh, he's thrilled to be back on the team. Sandro Mamu Kishvili, or however the hell you say it, I, I, just, call, we just, I just call him Mamu. Um, I, I, I like what I see out of that kid. He had a really good summer league. He's from the country, Georgia. Gotcha. So he played on their um, national team in the Eurobasket thing and and played pretty well. Although they didn't do well because they're a tiny little it's country. Georgia. Actually, you know who else is from there is Zaza. Oh, big Pachulia. big, big waterhead sure. Zaza. He's also from there. Um, actually, the old court from the Bradley Center. He bought it and put we'll it put it over there. Put it over there. That's cool. kind, kind of an interesting thing for right. for whatever gym he owns, but um. I'm looking for Sandro to do something this year. I think he might be a factor. And he talked about how how much support he gets from his teammates. Um, like, all those guys were at Summer League, Connaughton, Portis, Drew. Um, he said the a lot of the Bucks assistant coaches, <clears throat> and I think Horst, and I think he said a couple players, went to Georgia, the country. To watch him play really? this summer, so you know that's 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 a cool thing. You know, you don't see a lot of that at the professional <laughs> level, and these these guys seem to be really close. One thing that was really interesting and cool that he said was he was talking about when his team played Greece, he was gearing up and he was all excited because he wanted to guard Giannis, and then Giannis didn't end up playing that particular game and whatnot. But he said you don't really understand how big he is in Europe. Like, he is the guy in Europe. It's not Luka. It's Giannis. Interesting. Yeah. Like, 
He's the man over there. And I don't, maybe it's because he, you know, he came along first. Um, but I think he checks, he checks the, the African box. Cause he's got the, I think it's, I think he's Nigerian heritage, but he's also Greek and grew up in Greece. So he's got the European connection. Sure. So he, he's very appealing to a vast variety of fans over there, but yeah, apparently he's quite mammoth in Europe. That's literally. Yeah. And figuratively. Yeah. So All right. that's kind of cool. So that is um, one bit of roster news that okay. is kind of floating out there. Jay Crowder, former Marquette star, currently on the Suns, played against the Bucks in the finals two two years ago. He is um, basically demanding out from Phoenix because he was told that he's not. They don't think he's a starter anymore, and we're going to demote him. He's asked to be traded. The Bucks are rumored to be one of the teams looking around. I would be ecstatic because he would fit the bill of exactly the kind of guy they need on the wing to guard the Jalen Browns, the Jason Tatums, the Jimmy Butlers of the world that you're going to see, even a Durant. I mean, nobody can really guard Durant, but you can try. Those guys that you're going to see in the playoffs, um, that's kind of a spot they're a little thin at. If they could get Crowder, I think that would be a huge signing because you'd have to play Matthews less, which I think at this point is good. And you're not as reliant on Grayson Allen because we saw that last year. Jay Crowder's played in a ton of big games, played in a couple of finals, has hit big shots. So interesting. That would be cool if that yeah. happened. I don't know how it would work because the Bucks are pretty cash strapped. Mm-hmm. Might might be a trade. Uh, maybe you know. Maybe you ship a, a Jordan Wara type guy for him. I don't know, but um, I hope that he doesn't end up on like Miami. You know, yeah. one of your rivals. No. That that would be tough. So, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, and then a couple of uh, some notes, some bad things with the Suns, a couple of gross things, yeah, and, and some bad things with the Celtics. And then I don't know what's happening with Durant and the Nets before we well, kind of get to some local stuff. Two two weeks ago, it came out that the NBA was suspending the Suns owner Robert Sarver for basically workplace abuse, yes. more or less. Misogynistic comments, sexist comments, some racial comments. Um, that 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 just doesn't fly anymore. No. Um, a lot of a lot of the players were upset that he didn't get booted out of the league like they did with Donald Sterling, but the circumstances were quite different um, because of all the backlash. Sarber has basically, well, he came out and said he started the process of selling the team, so. There's a lot of relief in the NBA about that. He was kind of a shitty owner. He had some good teams. I mean, he was the owner when Nash was there, so he had good teams. But he was always the kind of owner that was never willing to do a little bit more to win. He let some guys go during that run that if they keep them, they probably make the finals. He did a better job of that this time around with paying Chris Paul, and they just re-signed DeAndre Ayton, but... Not a great owner. I don't think anybody's. I don't think any Phoenix fans are too sad to see him go. Yep. The Celtics Jimmy Udoka thing is is messy and bad. Um, he's been suspended for the season for basically having an affair um, with a Celtics staffer. Subordinate. There's more to it than that. They it, it, the initial report was it was a consensual relationship. Then came out that he was saying non-consensual things, then came out that the affair was exposed on a doorbell camera where they caught the woman in, in Udoka talking outside this house 
and her husband saw it. There's a lot of rumors about who it is, and this has upset many of the women in sports media because they feel that that's not right, but that's just kind of the way we work. We want to know who it is. We want to see the person and think, would I risk something for the? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's just human nature. We're, sure. we're, we're all gross at, yes. the, in, at our core. But I think this is one of the people rumored is the wife of, like, the VP of the team. If that's the case, I don't know how Adoka keeps his job. No. Um, there's all, you know, and, and I, 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 it's uncomfortable to talk about this in this day and age, especially as dudes, because, you know, we don't have the same perspective, obviously, as the woman does. You know, was, you know, was it the v, VP of the team's wife? Was it the trainer? Right. There's a big difference. You know, was there coercion? Was there blackmail? Yeah, was it, there, was there, you know, when you're talking about that power structure at work, was he above her? Yeah, the, the in, VP, in terms of the that? wife of the VP wouldn't seem like it would be a subordinate type of relationship and, and the whole power over somebody. That's, well, I don't know that. O- one of the other rumors is that it's, it's somebody in the travel planning group. Oh, that takes care of that, that stuff. That takes care of that stuff because he's engaged to actress Nia Long famously in Boys in the Hood and Friday, and has been with her for 10 years. She just moved to Boston like two weeks ago, and apparently this travel planner was very instrumental in moving her around during the season to get her from place to place and help her go to games. So That's messy. Yeah, it's messy. I mean, who knows what the truth is? We'll probably never know because I'm sure there's NDAs and all that stuff, but I don't know how Yudoka keeps his job long-term. Mm-hmm. I just don't, because what if the Celtics are good? Why do we want to bring him back? We've, we've got this other coach. Maybe he's fine. Right. What if they stink? And we need him. What if the, What if something happens and, and Jalen Brown's like, man, fuck this guy. I don't want to play for this guy. And now Jalen Brown's going to leave in free agency? What if Jason Tatum's like, Either you fire him or you trade me. Like, we don't know. We don't know any of the details. So, pretty messy. And then Durant and the Nets. I mean, just the typical Durant shit. I mean. <laughs> Last you told me everything was fine now. Well, he's back on the team. But then he gets asked questions about why did he want to trade demand, and his answers make no sense. And then he gets all defensive on Twitter. It's just that team has a chance with him, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons to win the East. They could very easily win the East. That team could also have those three guys play 20 games together. Like, I I don't know that I've ever seen a team like this going into a season that is more of a crapshoot. They could literally win the title, and you wouldn't be shocked, or could not make the playoffs, and you wouldn't be shocked. I don't know that I could ever say that before. Even, like, in the Shaq-Kobe era, you you were like, even if one of them just said, screw it, I'm going home. They're still making the playoffs. This team, I don't know. I really don't. And then you factor in how much these guys get hurt. Interesting. I hope all four Nets fans out there have a good time. All four? Yeah. (laughs) So that's it. That's what I got. I'm excited for basketball to get ramped up, though. Yeah? I'm ready. Really? Yeah. Once we get about a month into the football season, I'm starting to look for basketball. So Ready for the local stuff? Weather's getting colder. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to come to gyms again? I am. Okay. I am. I'm ready to go watch a horrible, I won't say what 
game on a Tuesday in December when it's butt ass cold out and you feel like shit and can't talk. I luckily I feel okay. <laughs> I still can't talk, but I'm not shocked. I'm running around way more with this whitewater stuff than I ever anticipated, but I will say the drills that I see online that some of these kids do. It's just like, what are you doing? I'm just like, how is you this can't make me laugh? How is this helping you win? <laughs> how is this helping you win games? And oh, that's funny. I don't know. Oh, that's funny. I'm just old. We are. Yeah, I guess. We are. We I get, guess we're, we're old and crotchety. I mean, I'm 20 years older than guys in the league now. That's that's crazy. Oh. Well, we'll start. We'll start looking at our schedule, maybe, and throwing out a composite one, probably maybe mid to late October, because um, things start what third week of November, mm-hmm. second week of November, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So we'll have to start looking at what we're going to do, and we're we're going to scale it back a little bit this year. Um, we've got some more guys that might be doing some games instead of instead of Team One. You and me, we'll see whether that comes into play. Is or that not. is that official? Are we Team One? We're always Team One. Kidding me? Can I Come get that in writing? Absolutely, you <laughs> can get that in writing. Team one, um, yeah. High school football—it's really. I'm kind of disappointed. I know it's a brutal game, and I know kids put a lot into it, and it lasts a long time. But the payoff just for nine games over nine weeks is not a lot. Uh, uh-uh, uh it's it, not. It's just not. You know, and, and like if you're like one and four, I don't know how you keep it going. No, I just don't. Nothing to play for, no. you know, rolling stuff on. I mean, we're going to see a Madison East team this week, and I'm going to be as delicate as I can with this. We saw Janesville Parker clock Madison West last week. In the seven years that we've done games, Billy and I, Billy O, we've seen Parker and Craig get clocked mm-hmm. more than we've seen this. Yeah, I'm not sure that we've seen Craig or Parker come out of halftime and get a running clock in there as the as the winning team yeah Correct. yeah usually it's the other way they're the one getting it on them parker was destroying madison west like at an uncomfortable level well didn't craig just destroy him too like yes. two weeks before 35, that 35 to nothing yeah. and craig beat madison the following week before 52 to nothing so craig's going to play madison east 0 and 6 overall 0 and 4 in the league we could have another one of these. Probably will. Um, and you don't really have you don't have the flexibility to to, to change games like we do in basketball because there's just not enough. No, no, there's not. You got to basically do four of each. And some clients jump on depending on whether they want to support Greg or Parker. Even though I say that the schedule could change it. I mean, to me, Parker and Middleton are going is going to be a better game. Yeah, but, it should be. But we always do the road game. Yep. You know, that's the way it is. Um, and we're going to be back up there. I think in. Two weeks at the for the finale. I'm not Baron Tom Liskar because Whitewater scheduled a Friday night game for some reason. I don't know. I'll dive into that a little bit later on when we get there. But, um, so yeah, it's going to be ugly this week. I think for Craig and Madison East. Craig Craig's gonna Craig's gonna be one one win closer to potentially getting getting to the playoffs, which is great. Um, and, and I still think at the end of the day, and I didn't even think about this. Um, Bear reminded me of this. Yesterday or today, going into the playoff prediction, Parker was listed as the number one highest enrolled team in Division Two. Hmm. So even if they get the list of teams that automatically qualify for the playoffs, and they check them all off, and they need to sprinkle in who's going to be worthy of Division One, Division Two, 
um, by virtue of a losing conference record, Parker might get a decent seating, having a winning record, and being in Division II. Huh, interesting. And might get a home game. You never know. Yeah. Um, Craig might get in, and they might have to go to McGuadago or Oak Creek or Ugh. something like that, or Franklin. Goldring gets stomped. <coughs> Those but, teams are factories over there. But there's a very real possibility that Parker, when they get into the playoffs, that they're going to be a Division II team. Wow, interesting. Well, so, we've talked about that with, with, with basketball. One of the last things Al ever said to me before he – departed he said if you hold this job for any length of time you're going to live to see probably parker be a division two school Mm. just by virtue of enrollment yeah so um but the season's coming to a rapid close we get back at it with whitewater our trip to georgia was was cool they gave us chick-fil-a boxed lunches nice for the media which i thought was awesome um don't need to go back to the south not at all i was texting you about history and stuff and coach O. we went to chickamauga which was a, a huge battlefield. We saw 600 monuments about all the different regiments from all the different states that were in there. Coach was reeling, uh, just soaking that up. And in Chattanooga, I wasn't aware that, that, that they had the high, the biggest military cemetery in the country, bigger than Arlington. Hmm. Um, so he, he, got, he got all of that. That's and cool. Yeah, at the end of the day, Whitewater didn't play very well against Barry, um, but they, walked, they got out of there with a win, and Barry didn't even score. Um, a touchdown. They they got a field goal. I think it was 14-3 or 17-3 or whatever it was. Yeah, I so, had it on in the golf cart. We act season starts, man. Um, they got four teams ranked in the top 25. This is a top 10 matchup. Lacrosse is ranked ninth. So why are you done with the South? Uh, it's just it's just a different lifestyle down there. It's just, it's just a different way of living. Explain. It's not for me. <laughs> too slow? Yeah. Too laid back? Too slow? Too down home? Too... Oh, man. See, like... I can't go it's, south and not, just not go. Down. I can't go south and not go to Waffle House. We were gonna do that. I gotta get some grits. We were gonna do that, yeah. and that's about the only thing that I that I'm gonna do. Jane texted me when Coach and I were entertaining it because she's never been to one either. She said, "You know, if you go to one without me, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little a little upset. I'll be upset because I'm eating grits. <laughs> <laughs> so are the Waffle House grits not Cracker Barrel grits? Is what you're saying? No, Waffle House grits are the, they're the, they're the best. They're the best I've had. We saw <clears throat> Waffle House down there was quick trip up here. One oh, after, oh, yeah, the, yeah, other, yeah. after yeah. the other, after the other, after the other. 100%. It was unbelievable. Yeah. We took a detour on a route that Siri had us go through to get from where, I can't remember whether it was, I think it was down from Chickamauga to Rome, Georgia for the game. And she had us taking some back roads. Roll them up. Oh, man. We didn't know whether we were going to get out of there. Like, and he goes, yeah, one of my friends told me on the way down here, like, you know, they filmed deliverance in this area. And oh, I went, Oh man. my God. <clears throat> yeah. Like it was, it was a little hairy, man. It was a little hairy. Turn around, lock the door, rusty. Yes. So I, if you see a guy playing a, a banjo. Oh, when you start hearing the let, notes, let me know. No way. <laughs> no way. So we're, we're going to lacrosse. And then I think we're going to, Stouter, Eau Claire, I can't remember which, um, the next week. And then we got Oshkosh at home on Friday, October 14th. So, um, yeah, football's the next couple of weeks. And then high school playoffs, but it's it's going by too fast. It's going by too, it's going by way too fast. I Winter's mean, it's almost here, man. It's been good, but obviously I'd like my voice back. It was. Yeah, let's end this because I feel like I'm losing mine now. It was painful. I, I got all my antibiotics in me and I'm all done and. Supposed to be on the way 
on the way up, but calling that game on Friday night, I kind of apologized to the Parker faithful because whenever I would try to elevate for an exciting play, which there were plenty of because Parker beat the shit out of him, like I'd lose my voice even more. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't, you know, I, I, I couldn't deliver the call. And now that we have this whitewater thing and whatever, I, I really, you know, I'm going to just be soaking down the honey lemon water for the next couple of days just to try and I should be taking the week off, but we're not going to do that. Anyway, got to work, got to work. So that is all we have. That's a, over 90 minutes worth of stuff. Well, that's what happens when you haven't done one for a while. We got to, I know, but try to figure something out. I here. couldn't, couldn't. I just couldn't talk. No, it was all good. And I, I was going to do one myself, but I, I, yeah, I didn't. So every time you said, <laughs> I think I might lay one down. I might give you some stuff. That's we know what the track record is on that. Not great. Not great. I am still working on my top 40. So <laughs> okay. it's just taking a while longer than I thought it would. All right. I'm also lazy. So, all right. Uh, I'm going to get out of here and uh, we will talk to you next time. Uh, until then, thank you for listening, subscribing, downloading, tell your friends. I'm Josh. I'm Dan. And we will talk to you hopefully next week. Let's go Brewers. Make the playoffs. <laughs>